Pickett, she lays it off to Reza Polias. It's an absolute peach. Is driving. What a hit from Melina Reyes. Wow. And Sam Kerr has a hat trick. Meet him up. Against the odds, back-to-back, Melbourne Victory are your 2022 A-League Women's Champions. And here on Radio Dub, we're going to celebrate that feat with a very special guest. I'm Josh Parrish. I've got Pakua Frimpong with me, as always. Pakua, did you enjoy the grand final on the weekend? No, it was it was a pretty exciting game. It was, it was, a, great, it was a great game. And you know what? I, uh, Joey Lynch tried to you know say that I was going for other teams, and I said, no, Joey. I'm supporting everybody, and, and it was a great grand final to watch and some really fun goals. And I feel like we needed some better, like some more triumphant music for, you know, our guests coming on. We needed to, you know, really welcome oh, her Oh, come in. on. We've got the best theme music on the station. I, know, I can't change like, it now. Surely as she starts speaking, you know, we are... <laughs> so, come, come I think we'll get taken down we for might, copyright might, if we, we might, do we that. Might. But uh, we are delighted to have Navy Blue legend... Uh, a real leader in the midfield, and she scored on the weekend in the decider. Amy Jackson joins us now. Amy, welcome and congratulations. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And to be fair, I'm glad the music isn't too loud at the moment. <laughs> I'm in recovery. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want, to, don't want to make the headache any worse. Uh, tell us about your your emotions on, on the day when, when that goal went in. Yeah, look, it's a bit of a surreal moment for me. Um I yeah was fortunate enough to to actually be able to play in the finals with everything that had happened um, in the lead up and with the team just scraping through. I think um, we had this quiet confidence about us that we knew we could do well. Um, we were very capable of doing well. It was just getting everybody on the the right path and in the right mindset to do that. So yeah, we got through the fourth team. I think sorry the third team beat the second team, and then we took on the who I thought was the best team of the season in Sydney. Um, and, yeah, to break that deadlock and, and get the first goal. And, yeah, it's something that I'll remember for the rest of my life, that's for sure. It was sort of like a video game or something. You were going up, you know, each boss is a little bit harder and you knocked them all off and did the impossible. Yeah, we had to clock off one and then we had the <laughs> like the mega boss at the end that we had to <laughs> yeah. It's like a good Crash Bandicoot, you know, mm. game, you know, good. You know, but at least you won. Now, Amy, you scored in the grand final. So what's that moment like when that ball's coming towards you going, are you thinking, shit, I'm, ooh, I will explain it. Yeah, there I we did. go. I'm Dump sorry. button. No, it's all right. I'm sorry. <laughs> beep, beep. I'm about to score. I'm about to score. Are you just like focusing on just like hitting it, just making some level of contact with it? Look, when Kyra got the ball, I had a feel like I just knew that I had to be in a certain position at that moment because I knew that she was going to get the ball over. Um, I don't know, call it intuition, call it, I know we'd probably practice it. Um, it was a set piece and our assistant coach, like he hones in on that. So we had done a lot of work in the lead up to that. Um, and I think I just, my position had actually changed for the final mm. compared to where I normally was. Um, so it was almost like it was meant to be. And when it came over, I was actually, yeah, really ready for it. And there's a photo where the defender is basically like almost got her arm wrapped around me trying to get me down because I had like got up and, yeah, really placed the header. So when I look at that, I just think, yeah, it actually happened and sort of have to pinch myself a little bit because I think it kick-started us. Um, we didn't score. We scored our second not too long after that and really started to gain a bit mm. of momentum. So I can't really put it into words yet because it's it has sunk in, but I think it'll be – 
next season or years to come when I'm sort of trying to explain that moment that I'll really get the the articulate words that describe it. Your role this season, you mentioned change for the final. It was changing all year, to be fair, uh, with Kayla going down after the first game. I mean, that's that's a tough one for a midfielder to step in and, and deputise it at centre-half. You know, you had that tough moment in the derby with your own goal as well. So it's been quite a journey for you this season. Yeah, it has. I've, I've had an interesting one personally. I definitely had my role change a little bit position-wise and that was something that I had to adapt to and, and try and learn pretty quickly. Um, I'm so grateful that Brooke came in and um, she did exceptionally well for us too. But, yeah, that was a challenge. But, again, that was what the team needed um, when we lost Kayla. So that was a huge blow for us really early on. Um, and to be fair, that was never she was never going to be able – she was never going to be replaced um, both on and off the field. So I think Jeff did really well in bringing Brooke. Um, but, yeah, for those first few weeks, that was a tough um, role change for me. As I started to get a little bit of momentum with it, I actually got struck down with COVID. So mm. that was another challenge I think that our team went through and we experienced that. A few of us experienced that. And the recovery period and the, yeah, it was it's really tough to come back from that. Um, I think Chids had touched on it during the season. Like you're short of breath, you're fatigued so quickly. Um, it was a really interesting experience. But, again, I think that sort of made all of us a lot stronger and – and it makes the the win that little bit more special because we really fought and overcome so many obstacles to get it. Well, seeing, you know, the, the photos, you know, post-match, Jeff Hopkins looks so thrilled and the way in which the players got around him, it's it's so clear that he's loved and he's such, you know, a leader. Like, obviously, he's a coach, but he's more than that. What was his message at halftime? Because in the first half, Sydney maybe were maybe the more dominant side. What was his message to you guys to about how you were supposed to play in that second half? I think with Jeff, it's we know that he believes in us and you can't buy that. That's the best best quality a coach can have, knowing that he has full faith in you. So um, at halftime, we were aware we were under so much pressure in that first half and it just kept coming. Um, and we were dealing with it. But, and again, that's why I'm so glad that we broke the deadlock because it sort of changed the momentum when we had a bit of a shift. But yeah, at halftime, Jeff just sort of settled us down, reiterated a few messages, made us believe in ourselves and sort of commended us on how well we were dealing with the pressure that was coming our way. And I think with that, we've lifted up, we boosted our confidence a little bit. Um, and then we started to control it a bit more. So we were taking those risks. Um, we were actually trying to strategically figure out how we were going to get past um, their midfield and their block because they were, we were actually quite stretched. And yeah, we just had a few problems to solve and he helped us solve them, reiterated that we mm. were able to and and look what happened. Tell us about your goalkeeper, Casey Dumont. She came up huge for you, but it looked as if she was about to be substituted uh, at halftime and then she ended up being probably player of the match. Yeah, look, there's no stopping Casey. She's such a relentless person um, and she'll be the first to admit she'll have her struggles or she'll have her moments, but you know that she's going to have you back at end stage. So there was no way that she was coming off. If It would have taken something a lot more severe to keep her away from from playing that full 90. If it had gone to 120, she would have been there for 120. Um, but now she's been incredible for us this season. I think everything she's gone through in the last 12 to 15 months has been, um, 
yeah, just it's incredible. Her her shift in fitness, her shift, more so her shift in mentality, um, and then to be out of the game for so long. Took her a couple of rounds to get into it, um, and then with all the changes in our structure as well, it would have been a tough, um, probably tough mentally for her. She wasn't saving every goal that was going in, and her standards are so high, so that would have she would have struggled with that. Um, but yeah, she definitely kept us in so many games and credit to her. She's, she deserved to win the best player on the weekend. She won us the game really. As a midfielder, you know, and one of the more experienced um, players in the side, how have you gone about, you know, really being a leader amongst, you know, some of the younger players who, you know, are really finding themselves in a type of, you know, maybe the position they play and the playing style that works for them. How do you go about, you know, leading the team? Yeah, look, I think I've got good people around me. So I... I'm not one to talk too much. I just try and do my job and do it as best as I can. Um, and look, the younger girls that are coming in, they're going to take my spot. And to be honest, I'm at a point in my career where that's okay. I'm I'm a very competitive person and I'm super hungry for success, but I don't need to change who I am um, just because somebody else is good. I want to celebrate their success as well. So we've got some really talented young girls um, coming through the ranks. And if they're pushing me out of my spot or pushing another player out of their spot that's awesome because we all get better because of that and I think that's what we really had this year um the younger girls were able to step up and they took the opportunities um when people got sick um when people were away with on national team duty so your likes of Alana Murphy who was a train on with us last year and then comes in and is a starter at some point during the season she scores goals she assists goals like that's awesome and for me as an older player, I love that because, yeah, I, th- I mentioned it in an article, I've been able to be a part of that. And if I can help her in some way, whether it's off the field, on the field, if she's got questions, if it's just, oh, that's what's actually possible within the game and outside of the game, if I can be that mentor for her, then I'm so happy with that. I've already bought my stake in the Alana Murphy fan club. I'm already mm. there. I'm there. You know, you guys, you know, people, some people, you know, a little bit far behind. You're too slow. I've, I'm captain CEO. I don't know what it is, but I'm ready to support is, it. Is this where I bring up the uh, FE Emerging Games I commentated last season? Josh, okay. it's not about you. It's not about you. It's about the player, we, we and I'm early, supporting. Early Alana Murphy investors. As soon as we uh, we heard in preseason, she was she was smashing it in training, picking out the top corners and so forth. I think I think we had Melina on just before she did her injury, and uh, you know she was she was singing her praises. Um, actually, let's bring up Melina on that note because. She came in at the perfect time, and there's some something about Molina's, uh, I think, attitude that just gives you a bit of a mental edge in games. Yeah, it really does. And you know what? Again, credit and praise to her. The struggles that she's been through this season, um, unless you're part of the setup, I don't think the outsiders would quite understand. I mean, she's been training by herself. She's been in the gym. She's been doing physio appointments, all of this stuff behind the scenes to give herself mm. the best opportunity to get back and to contribute. And with that, she scores in a in a semifinal, in a prelim final, sets up the goal for the like the winning goal in the grand final. I, I can't praise her enough. She's she's something different in the sense that she'll never be an egotistic person. She works hard for everything mm. and everybody appreciates what she's capable of doing. And, I mean, if we had have had her for the full season, I don't think we would have been in the same situation, um, like just struggling to get into the finals. She was on fire last year and then she's come in in even better form in the last, like, what, four games. I think there was something that came out in the the media in the lead-up to the game that uh, 
Melina's workmates at, at Bunnings, I think it is, didn't know she was a footballer. They thought she played netball or something. So that's she'd just be a great of, netballer, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure she'd, she'd be great, be great at every at sport. Whatever she set her mind to. But that just goes to show how, how down to earth she is, that she's uh, she's certainly not bragging about it when she's off the clock. <laughs> no, the best. I think for us, like, we're quite sim- similar in the fact that as soon as we're outside of football, we don't want to talk football. Mm. We want to be talking about other things that are happening in the world and we want to know what work's like and we want to know what's happening overseas or we're very, very much um, on the same page in that. So if we can avoid the soccer talk, it's, yeah, we're happy with that. Good, good and not because sanity. <laughs> just, yeah, we've got so many other things and so many other interests and I think that that helps both of us balance out um, our football career and everything else that's going on outside. Now, you've been at Melbourne Victory for a long time. You know, even before, when you were at Melbourne City, before that you were at Melbourne Victory again. What, yep. Is this one of the closest groups that you've ever played with? Or is this is there something different particularly about this group that has been different from all the other times you've played? You know, maybe at other clubs or even just at Melbourne Victory? Yeah, look, so I had, I think, four seasons with Victory initially. Um, and then I went over and had four with, with City. And then I've come back and this is my third again with um, Victory. So... Um, to be completely honest, for me, out of I think the five championships that I've been able to collect last year, you want to brag about so that my, a little bit more? Now, come on, talk about that five championships. Nah. We got to talk about that a little more. No, no, no. Just the the fact last year when we won it, I think for me it was the camaraderie within that. I and don't get me wrong, we did have a really good vibe this season. But personally, for me, I think it was because I had some of my closer friends sort of next mm. to me. Um, it, it felt different. It felt really different. And I think I contributed, um, I could give everything that I had last year, whereas this year I was a little bit interrupted as well. So um, I think in that sense, last year for me was um, the pinnacle of my career. Um, and this, I mean, this is a very close second. Don't get me wrong. I'll take a goal in a grand final and a grand final win any day. But to do it last year um, and just to see how excited Jeff was about it, I'd that I feed off that. Well, if people go to victory games, there's a group of active supporters that follow you around and there's a banner that uh, comes with them everywhere they go, as well as the extend the season banner, which we are 100% on board with. There's the Amy Jackson true blue banner that seems to come to every game. That must put a smile on your face every time you see it. Yeah, I'm the official president of the club. Um, (laughs) Casey is now official secretary. Um, Yeah, look, there's... The fan club, um, they've travelled with us to away games. We invited them to celebrate the end of, um, like, the win with us on the weekend. Um, and it's it just goes such a long way to know that there are people invested in us. And mm. win, lose, draw, they're there and they're making us smile and they're supporting us every step of the way. So for me to see that, the fact that they're wearing my jerseys, they've got a sign, there's something that, I don't know, it just it makes me so grateful to be a part of it. Um, and to know that you can have that impact on someone else is just incredible. To see that's you know obviously fantastic. How do you how do you think we next next steps are to you know build that and make that you know bigger you know in terms of women's football and get be, better engagement and you know not make it you know such a small group and have it like bigger and you know get bigger and better. Yeah, look to be fair, like we had at the Melbourne Derby, so our prelim final, it was an away game for us, but we had the men's yeah. support. and that was next level so I think we do have it it's just the accessibility and I think the more games that are played as curtain raises to the men or um on the same time as the men's imagine if a men's game was a curtain raiser to a women's game like I feel like 
then have that support crew there ready, um, primed and ready to like cheer us on. But I think it's definitely going in the right direction. Um, it's just more that accessibility to it and making sure that fixtures sort of allow for, for that to happen. Yeah, we've we've been uh, banging the drum for uh, uh, extending the cool season jumps, and uh, getting it full home in a way because, you know, I think this, this league deserves it. You've got so many players making so many sacrifices off the pitch to make ends meet and make it work and fly into state every weekend and get time off work and so forth. Like it's, it's, it's such a big undertaking for players and I, I think – this league, now that it's separate and now that the clubs are, you know, investing their own money in the league that they run, you know, we want to see them put their money where their mouth is and, and make this a full home and away season for right. next year or, or the year after. Yeah, I'm really curious to see um, what the future of the league is going to look like. Um, I've been in the setup. That was I've just completed season 11 and I look back at it and don't get me wrong, there's been so many positive strides that have been taken, um, but I still think there's a long way to go. Um, and that being one of the one of them, it's so hard to do your six months on and then six months off. And mm. even though I mean you're not technically off, you're still playing local football or you're taking up an opportunity. Um, I think it makes it a bit harder to get that balance right with you know balancing family or balancing if you've got an, a career outside. But then again, if you had a full season, you wouldn't have all those challenges. So for me, it's built me into the person that I am. So I would never want to change it. But for the future generation, I hope that they don't have to learn the hard way like I did. Absolutely. Now, after this season's finished, what's the plan for you? You know, what's what are you doing in the off season, and then are you coming back to Victory? Obviously, this is for next uh, season twelve. Yeah. I've signed a two year deal. Um, I signed my double contract or two years last year, um, so I will have a kick locally. Um, keep myself fit. I've got my family, my friends, all my support group there in Melbourne. Um, so now that I've relocated back from Melbourne, um, I was in Brisbane previously. So I'll be, yeah, be here. I'm at home. I'm surrounded by my people, really happy. And then I think we'll go again pre-season maybe September. I mean, this is all if the body stays fit, mind stays healthy. Um, that's my plan. And then, yeah, season 12 and then again reassess after that. And I'm really enjoying my life at the moment and I've got a really good balance and I'm settled. So, why not keep doing it? Absolutely. Why ever not? Amy Jackson, thank you so much for uh, giving up your time and your, your mad Tuesday uh, to, uh, <laughs> to tell us a little bit of, uh, about what uh, the celebrations have been like, the journey of the season. I think there's sort of two, two themes that keep, we keep coming back to with the Victory Players is the closeness of the group and the amount of adversity that the team and even individual players in the team have come through in their careers. It's, you know, an extraordinary group of players, an extraordinary achievement to come from fourth and win the grand final. So uh, uh, have a fantastic off-season. We can't wait to see you back in, uh, in Navy Blue next year. Thanks for having me, guys. Amy Jackson, True Blue, from Melbourne Victory, our guest today on Radio Dub. As Melbourne Victory celebrate their grand final win, we'll take a short break. We'll be talking more Dub on the other side, and we've got a Matilda squad to break down, so don't go anywhere.